Soaring in from high above Eastern Michigan University, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast with your hosts, Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. We've left home and departed for a change as it's the Eastern Insider Podcast Road Edition today as we're coming to you from the Shirley Spork Invitational right now at Eagle Crest Golf Club in Ypsilanti as the Eagles out here right now as we speak and record this, Alex, are on top of the field, but always a good attention span to get away from your desk chair. This is the first time that I've, uh, of course, as I use finger quotations uh, that nobody can see. Yeah, they can't see you yes, doing that. Yes, but, you know, my office has been out here at the golf course today. Same with you. We're overlooking the driving range. We can see some of the tee boxes. The sun has just come out. Our girls are off to a, a really good start. I was out roaming the course earlier getting some video. Uh, also, you know, just watching because I'm a golf fan. It's nice to see some shots that are in the fairway, Greg. You and I have played out here a few times together. Uh, these girls are hitting it a lot straighter than we can. Uh, they are hitting it a lot straighter. They've hit less squirrels, and uh, we've seen some low scores. Already a five under in that opening round here at the Shirley Spork Invitational. Not a busy week uh, to have a chance to play some golf, though, as we look at Eastern Michigan uh, athletics across the board. It was a slow week last week, a buy a football week, and teams on the road. But this week, everything changes dramatically, uh, and that comes up quickly starting Thursday. Yeah, we've got home athletic events six out of the seven days this week. That is hard to believe. But yeah, like you said, right now the Shirley Sport going on. Our men's golf team is actually down in Akron at the Firestone Invitational right now. But then Thursday, you're right, Greg, we start with home volleyball. The volleyball team will be hosting Central. It's a really, really special day because we're going to be raising the 2018 MAC Championship banner. Of course, our team went on that fantastic run. Going to be alumni back. We encourage everybody that can get out to the Convocation Center with your family or with friends to come and do so. I think it's going to be a fantastic event. And then, of course, they host another home event on Saturday when they bring in Ohio to the Convocation Center. And I know there's some more going on at home this week as well. Yeah, you look at it. Free admission to both. 7 o'clock. It's the Central game on Thursday. You can catch that game on ESPN Plus, or you can catch the Ohio match at 5 o'clock on Saturday. Soccer's at home against NIU on Friday before they close out their week against the rivals from the west side of the state in western Michigan as well. And that's not even taking into consideration, Alex, the tennis team there at EIU. And we've got that big road matchup as the battle for the Michigan Mac Trophy finally gets underway in Mount Pleasant. Oh, I'm so excited. We're going to get to see Eastern Michigan travel up to Mount Pleasant looking for their first win in Mount Pleasant since 2011. It'd be Coach Creighton's first win up there. And it's so exciting. You finally, you know, we had a great non-conference slate of games this year, but we're coming off the bye week. And now the battle begins for not only the Michigan Mac but as this team expects, the Mid-American Conference crown, and I think it's going to be really interesting to see a, you know, a Central Michigan team that has been kind of hard to read. They've looked really good at times. They've struggled at times. But I think we know what we're getting out of Mike Glass on our offense and, of course, Neil Nethery's defense. And it should be a fun start. It's going to be great weather, 60 degrees and sunny up there in Mount Pleasant. I don't... Did you know that the sun ever even comes out in Mount Pleasant? I didn't think it. I didn't think it could ever happen. But that's what it's calling for now. Well, most people in Mount Pleasant like to hang out at Soaring Eagle, so they never know whether <laughs> there's sun out or not. But that's another story in another podcast. <laughs> uh, we also look at it for the aspect it's the Eagles' chance to go to four and one for just the fourth time 
since 1989. So a good opportunity for them and get that leg up as they get ready to then turn their attention to homecoming week. Next week, we look at it. It's the 99th Eastern Michigan homecoming. We'll have plenty more in stock next week to, to get you set for the homecoming game against Ball State. Uh, on the 12th, uh, but a really good opportunity to make some waves in the Mac. And I know you get a chance today to sit down and talk with the Eagles voice. And that's Tom Helmer in a view from the broadcast booth. Yeah. Tom and I talked, we had a great conversation today. You're not going to hear from coach Creighton today, which you've gotten accustomed to hearing the last couple of weeks, yeah, but we gave him a week we, off. We decided to make it a true bye week but Tom and I had a great conversation. You know, you're going to hear a lot of fun stuff from Tom, whether it's his little story about getting trapped in the elevator at Ryan Nearson against Central Connecticut State. But we're also going to look ahead to the week that is to come uh, and preview that Central Michigan matchup. Also, Tom making the move to the sideline this week because we get a veteran broadcaster back in the booth for us, Matt Shepard, as the Tigers season has finished up his 19th year with you, Greg. That's equaling you. That's true. You look at it, the boys of summer are about to put the balls and bats away. But before we do, it's time to take a look back as well as I get to sit back, enjoy the really the sidelines as well on this podcast. As we'll also hear from a few people that helped make the Ron Ostrike Hall of Fame induction earlier this summer at the Michigan Baseball Hall of Fame. A, a great event as well. Well, the, the event, we covered a lot of it when it happened. Uh, earlier this fall, of course, Ron Ostrike, maybe the best coach to ever don the green and white in any sport, but certainly in baseball, was inducted to the Michigan Baseball Hall of Fame. So we really want to continue to pay tribute to that. And as you know, the MLB is starting to get in postseason play. Of course, some teams hanging it up like the Tigers. Uh, but as we as we get into that, we really wanted to pay tribute to Ron Oshrek again. So you're going to hear audio from earlier this year, but still great nonetheless. If you haven't heard it, it's going to be Coach Roof talking about uh, the Hall of Fame induction, along with Jesse Goldberg, who is uh, instrumental over with the Lansing Lugnuts in the Michigan Baseball Hall of Fame. You're also going to hear from Ron Oshrek's two daughters that were actually at the ceremony, and we've developed a good relationship with them, and and they've been great in getting with us and and giving their thoughts. Nancy and Beth, they're going to tell you a little bit about their dad and it's really heartwarming to hear from the two that grew up with Ron Ostrick. We hear so much about him, but the stat book can only tell us so much. So to hear real life stories from them is is just fantastic. I think it's a treat for the listeners. Putting the overtime in this week. Next week it all changes. I'll have back with Coach Creighton. We'll also hear next week's show from EMU women's head golf coach Stephanie Jennings. But for now it's time to hit the road and listen to the first installment. We're joined again, lucky to be joined by Tom Helmer, the play-by-play voice of the Eastern Michigan Football Eagles. Tom, looking back a couple weeks now, just take us through the last play against Central Connecticut State. Greg and I broke down the whole thing last week from our perspective. I was having a heart attack on the sideline. Greg was fainting in the press box. And you, <laughs> tell the folks, you were calling the game off of a cell phone, calling in the WEMU right. 89-1. What was the whole day like for you? Going through that. Well, I mean, if you want to talk about the whole day, for starters, I showed up at the stadium with my daughter, who's 14. She wanted to be, I brought a lot of family to the game, but she came with me. We got in the elevator, the first power surge hit, and we were stuck in the elevator for five minutes. <laughs> so they had to pry the doors open. I told my daughter, we're stairs people the rest of the day. We're not going to take the elevator. Uh, and then, of course, the game went on. 
when the lightning delay came, right when that delay ended, of course, there was another power outage at the stadium, but it affected different parts of campus. So it was actually you who came into the press box because Rubik and I were sitting there and the game is starting back up and we're just, we're spectators with luxury box seats at that point. And you said, call the station, we'll patch it through. In my 25 years of broadcasting, I've never called anything via phone. So we called in and then Rob's like, I, he goes, just take it. I don't think we can both do it on the phone. So in real time, it felt like 25 minutes of probably real time over the last 11 minutes of that game. And um, it, and it looked like Eastern was going to lose. It was unbelievable. But I was still thinking with 18 seconds left, boy, if we can get one deep pass downfield, if we can make something happen, there's a chance here. And as they lined up, I thought of a play earlier in the game where Sexton had gotten penetration on him and had grazed the punter. And we thought, we're lucky we didn't get a penalty on that. But they showed signs during the game, we can get in there. And then the snap came. I saw Sexton come clean. He blocked it. I blacked out. I, I mean, until I heard the call the next day, I don't know what I called. I just know it was the perfect bounce. I was thinking of Vince Papali and Invincible, where he picks up the fumble and runs it in for a touchdown. And I just thought, this is the most miraculous thing I've ever seen. I used the word miracle. I, it, it felt like a miracle out there. And I couldn't believe that Sexton had blocked it, gotten the perfect bounce and run it in. I, I went back and I took my wife to dinner after the game and we sat there watching the play over and over on social media. And I'm just like, he's unblocked. It was like kismet. It was a, a team of destiny, call it what you will, but an absolutely unbelievable ending. And I'm happy for everybody that stayed till the end that, that, that saw that. There were a couple of weather delays and all that. But the Eastern Michigan faithful that stayed were rewarded with probably one of the craziest endings I've ever seen to a college football game. Talk a little bit more about your family. I know you brought a, a huge group yeah. out to the stadium. I got to meet your daughter and your son and your wife for the first time. Uh, what, did, what was their takeaway from the Eastern Michigan game day? Because, you know, I think a lot of people listening maybe haven't been out to a game before or it's been a while since they've come and watched Eastern Michigan football, of course on the road this week against Central Michigan, but then coming back home for homecoming against Ball State. What's, what was their experience, and, and why should people make their way out to Ryan Nearson, especially to watch this team? I'll answer the second question first. Why should you come out? Because it's a winning program and a program that's on their way to competing for a MAC title. I've talked to a lot of Eastern Michigan people even over the last week, and they go, I've got to get back out there. And my answer is, yeah, you absolutely do. It's a great experience. It's a great game day environment. People, I think, for so long saw the team as they're not competitive. Why would I waste a Saturday on that? That is not the team that plays at Eastern Michigan anymore. This is an entirely new experience, a new environment, a new team. They're playing excellent football. And coming out, my family loved it. My brother graduated from here. This is the first time he's been to a game since he graduated in the mid-90s. He loved it. He brought uh, his youngest twins. Uh, my sister came out. She had attended Eastern Michigan for a while. Um, she loved it. My parents came out here. They weren't far from the band. They loved the environment. Everybody enjoyed it. Everybody wants to come back. If you're that person that's thinking, you know what, I went to Eastern or, yeah, yeah, I haven't been to an Eastern game in a while, it's time to come back, and homecoming would be the perfect time to do that. 
And, you know, for those of you thinking at home, well, if I come out to the game, I can't listen to Tom. Just bring the headphones <laughs> out. Bring Everybody's got a smartphone. You can tune in on WEMU on their website or on TuneIn, the app. But, Tom, when you think about just we've had this conversation a little bit. I've talked to so many people after that Central Connecticut State game. And, and, and from my perspective, and you've been around sports a lot longer than me, partially because you've been in the industry I'm longer older. and you're, you're older and you're just older. significantly older. You're young enough to be Actually, my kid. Well, I was going to tell you, I'm surprised that you made it the last 11 minutes without any bathroom breaks. I mean, it was impressive uh, <laughs> because I know you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like wearing adult but, diapers or anything. But when you think about special teams and mm-hmm. however you define that, whether they make a amazing championship run and football or basketball, whoever it is, whenever it is, it seems like teams that have those special runs have one or two of these moments in a season yeah. where maybe it's just like they controlled it, but didn't control it. But it seems like a higher power may have taken over yeah. and just given them this, like you quoted as a miracle. Could that have been Eastern's moment? Was, was this team, do teams need a moment like that sometimes in a season that both serves as, Hey, that's a little bit of a gut check yeah. for us. But at the same time, the record's unscathed. We're still at three and one going into Mac plate. Was that how you kind of saw that moment for Eastern? If you're a team of destiny, you're going to get some of those bounces over the course of the season. You'll have seasons where everything goes against you and you'll have seasons where things bounce your way. The fact that Sexton was able to close in on that punt unblocked, get his hands crossed and down the way the ball bounced right into his arms where he didn't have to break stride and he goes in and untouched into the end zone is a special moment. The teams that win championships have a certain it factor. And I'm not calling my shot saying Eastern's going to win the title this year, but this team has that it factor. This is a team that sees each other as family, not as teammates. This is a team that is realizing their flaws and growing as they go along. We heard the players talk this week about Central Connecticut State, how they came up flat. They had a team meeting. They've rectified that. The practices have been fiery. Myrick talked about going undefeated in conference play. I don't know if they can do it, but they're in the right mindset. They care about each other as players, and the bounces are going their way. The three and one headed into conference play. Could you imagine if they ran the table 11 and one at Eastern Michigan? It would be phenomenal. So get on that train right now because something special is happening in Ypsilanti. Well, I'm not going to put the cart uh, before the horse there, but. That's a that's an announcement from Tom Helmer, everybody, that you need to jump on the bandwagon before it's Get full it. because it is filling up fast and furious. And now let's talk a little bit about Terry Myrick uh, because I know you heard from him in, his, in the weekly press conference. Of course, that's going to be out uh, on YouTube and uh, through our Eastern Michigan website, emueagles.com. So all of you listening will be able to watch that. But something that really stuck out to me is you had asked Terry the question and we had been talking about uh, going into the Central game if there's something to prove defensively and kind of his mindset after coming out flat against Central Connecticut. And he looked at us straight in the eye very firmly and said that he wants to shut teams out and shut teams up and make sure that Eastern Michigan garners the respect that they deserve in this conference. Tell me a little bit about what your perspective is hearing that from a leader like Terry, a linebacker on this team who has clear goals uh, and for the rest of the team. I and mean, what does that mean? I love what Myrick had to say. He's a guy that seems like he could be a coach or a public speaker down the line. 
He speaks from the heart. I love that his answer to Central Connecticut State, listen, we came out flat. You know why? We took him as a joke. We didn't take him seriously. They're FCS. We hadn't even heard of this school. Yet they battled Eastern Michigan all the way down to the final seconds of the game. That's what you want to hear as a fan. Like, why were you flat? Well, we took him as a joke. We didn't take him seriously. We were favored big in that game. We thought we could throw the jerseys out there and win the game. Now we fix that. Yeah. You know, Vince Calhoun calling a team meeting and the captains getting together and like, listen, we can't, we can't take teams lightly. Anybody, you know, we're the underdogs going into this thing. I, I just think it sets up beautifully for, uh, for Eastern Michigan to really make a charge this season. Now let's talk a little bit about you uh, this week. For those that don't know, well, we're lucky to get Matt Shepard back mm-hmm. in the booth. He, of course, is now the play-by-play voice of the Tigers, but he's back at Eastern Michigan for what I think will be his 19th year in the booth for us. So he'll be joining you guys again, which means, Tom, you're going to be transitioning to a little bit different role down yeah. on the sideline. So those of you that aren't make it, won't be able to make it to the game but are listening on WEMU, you'll now have full sideline coverage from a two-time Emmy winner along with <laughs> Matt Shepard and yeah. Rob Rubick in the booth. So talk to me a little bit about that transition, and are you excited to be on the sideline? And what kind of different aspect is there? Because I know you've done both. I know you've done TV, radio from the booth. You've also done some yeah. sideline reporting. What's it going to be like for you to be down there really in the action? Well, the, th- the great thing about Dana being on the field, and I've done it for uh, Fox NFL Sundays. I've done it for the Big Ten Network. I've done it on, on various occasions for, for different conferences, is it gives the EMU listener now another level to the broadcast. With Shep and Rubik up in the booth and me, you know, kind of sticking my nose down in the sidelines down there, we're going to have better updates on injuries, personnel changes, uh, some backstories and some stuff that people might be hearing about on the field and get, get a little more depth there. So it just strengthens our team as the as the season goes on. So we're, it's great to have Shep back. Um, and I just think it's a stronger broadcast moving forward. I'm looking forward to maybe, you know, at one point, maybe they'll let me call a play. Uh, you know, I don't want to get a personal foul like the mascot did in that one school in there. But, you know, if I were on the field for the Sexton touchdown, would I be in the pileup in the end zone? Yeah, probably. I think Tom Elmer versus the Jacksonville State mascot Jacksonville would be uh, a fantastic matchup. We're going up to Mount Pleasant. Yep. Uh, some, I'm not going to say it, maybe me personally, maybe Greg Steiner would say, not mountainous, not so pleasant, of course, <laughs> especially when you work right. for a school that wears the green and white here at Eastern Michigan. Uh, Tom, you're a Michigan guy. Have, have you spent much time in Mount Pleasant in your, in your day? Have you gone up to the I casinos? Or? No, I mean, I've had friends that have gone to Central Michigan. Uh, of course, know. when they go there, you say, like, the friendship's over, right? Is yeah, that- yeah, like, we're done with you. You've you've moved on and you've made some poor choices. No, not at all. But uh, I'm looking forward to going up there. I know it's a great atmosphere up there. Um, uh, I, I expect, I expect a great game and you never know what Jim McElwain's going to throw at you. Yeah. He's got a lot of experience as a coach. Um, but I know that Eastern's not going to take it lightly in any sense, even though the central's had their struggles. Yeah. And talk a little bit more about McElwain, because for those that don't know, Tom spent a lot of time out in Colorado and yeah. when Jim McElwain was out there at Colorado state, I know you did some coverage on them. You've, yeah. you've watched him over the years as a coach. What's something uh, from program to program that sticks out about Jim McElwain's programs uh, that that we should be at least uh, knowledgeable about going into the game? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a story that sticks out to me as far as talking with Jim McElwain. And this is, you remember now, he was an assistant under Saban at Alabama and then got his head coaching job 
with Colorado State. And one of the first things he did was schedule Alabama. And I said to him, listen, you're just going to go down there and get murdered. I don't get the point of taking Colorado State, a Mountain West school, down to play Alabama. And his response to that was, I keep hearing from an administration in Fort Collins, they want to be a a big-time program. So this game isn't for the players. It's not for us. We know what Alabama can do. I want to take the administration down there. And if you want to be a big-time program, then you're going to see one in Alabama. And that kind of stuck out to me as as, uh, kind of a smart move by McElwain to show Fort Collins. And since that point, they've built a new stadium and they've tried to progress as a program there. Um, So I I just thought that was good foresight on his part. And Alabama took it a little easy on Colorado State, too. They didn't absolutely murder (laughs) him down there. I think Saban did him a little bit of a favor. But it's been an interesting trajectory for McIlwain. You know, he goes on to Florida. He gets his job in a power five. That doesn't work out. Last year, he's with Michigan uh, as an assistant. And now here he is at Central. And not only way. at Central, but living in a barn. That's I don't know the if understanding, I, like, right? I think everybody's heard that. He's literally living in a barn. So I think, you know, maybe Tom and I are going to go up early and try to find this thing because I just have a hard time believing that he's trucking around in a barn all day long. But it must be like a Better Homes and Gardens I th- bar. I mean, exactly. it's got to be like a good. Like, don't think Patrick Swayze Roadhouse barn. I think you're <laughs> thinking more of Fixer Upper, you know, that yeah, TV show. Absolutely. Like, it's a really nice barn. But at the end of the day, he's in a barn down by the bar. Well, Tom, we always appreciate the time here on the Eastern Insider Podcast. We will talk to you after hopefully what is a MAC opening road win against Central Michigan. That would be great. I, I'd. Fingers crossed. Get on the bandwagon. It's going to be some great football Saturday out in Mount Pleasant. Listen on WEMU 89.1 FM. Also, you can live stream the audio, WEMU.org. we got a three-man team now. We're coming to play. There he is, folks, Tom Helmer. For Tom's Takes, joining us here on the Eastern Insider Podcast. We'll be back after this. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. Pleased to be joined now by Eastern Michigan Baseball's head coach, Eric Roof. Coach, you saw Ron Strike go into the Michigan Baseball Hall of Fame this weekend. Looking at it from the lens of the man in charge of Eastern Michigan Baseball now, how important is it to the program and to you personally to see a man like Strike be honored in such a way? Yeah, I think it's uh, extremely important to see Coach Ostrike go in the Hall of Fame. Um, it's not only cool for him, for his family, the program. I think it really speaks a lot about just the history of our program here, what he was able to do in his time at Eastern Michigan. So I'm really happy for him and his family, and um, I think it's a cool honor for him. Personally, it must be really exciting for you, someone who played in the Detroit Tigers organization, to see Ostrike go in with Willie Horton as the other member of this year's class. Is, is that just a little bit more special to you because of your experience? It is cool whenever you have a uh, another guy go in with you, like a guy like Willie Horton, see what he's able to do with the Tigers organization and doing professional baseball. Um, so when you put those two guys 
in the uh, the Hall of Fame right there, you're having a uh, an extremely big class and a, a really a lot of a lot of history between the two of them. As we stand here right now, I'm looking at the the iconic Eastern Michigan scripty on your chest, and that's a logo that you've been so big and and really trying to honor and bring back as the primary logo for your program, and really to honor somebody like Ron Strike who implemented such great success in our baseball program. How important is it for you to teach your current players about the importance of of the era of you know the '75 '76 World Series appearances and that era of Eastern Michigan baseball? It's extremely important. As a head coach, it's your job to uh, you know, let the guys know the guys that have came before them, the, the foundation that those guys laid for the guys that we have on our roster today and what they've done, sacrifice, the great success that they've had. And um, it was a cool honor for us to bring back the scripty. I know the uh, the current players love it. The alumni love it as well. So it's just an awesome opportunity for us to kind of give back and remember what those guys were able to do. And hopefully, uh, you know, we can live up to the hype that they get. They did. Thanks, coach. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Joined now by Jesse Goldberg. And Jesse, how important to the community is an event like this? I would say it's very important. I would say that in order for us to understand what we have now, we have to understand how we got here. And so for all of us who love baseball, and we're here in the state of Michigan, what I love the most is seeing everybody who's been affected, getting to see them express their gratitude, to see the Eastern Michigan family reaching out and saying, this is what Ron Ostrike meant to us. That means a lot to me. I started working with the Michigan Baseball Hall of Fame before the 2015 inaugural induction when we had 10 members inducted in that first class. And so since then, working our way forward, this is now our fifth year inducting classes into the Michigan Baseball Hall of Fame. I think it's wonderful. And it is such a privilege to me to be able to reach out to the Eastern Michigan Baseball family and to induct Ron Ostrike. What an honor. Fans and alumni at Eastern Michigan know the impact that Ostrike had on the university as a whole. But from your outside perspective, what did he do for the state of Michigan as a whole and really the beginning of baseball? I would say putting college baseball on the map in the state of Michigan and not just in Ypsilanti. I mean, for the wider area, putting the name of Eastern Michigan University on the map. When you understand how competitive they were in baseball, not just on a local level, not just in the Mid-American Conference, but on a national level, raising the name of EMU. Unbelievable. So pleased now to be joined by the daughters of the late Rhino Strike, Nancy and Beth. Your dad was honored this weekend as a new member of the Michigan Baseball Hall of Fame. And Nancy, when you think about that, what does it mean to see your dad awarded such an honor and be inducted into the Michigan Baseball Hall of Fame? It was a wonderful honor to be recognized by the Michigan Baseball Hall of Fame committee. It makes us feel very proud of our dad for all that he accomplished in his lifetime. Everyone in and around Eastern Michigan knows the impact that your father had here on the university. But for those of us that didn't get to call him dad, tell us something about him off the field that you remember and you'd like everybody to know. Well, as as tough as our dad was on the baseball field, many people probably don't know that he had a gentle, quiet spirit. He loved and, and enjoyed his family. And he also loved quiet moments for fishing and doing crossword puzzles. He was a very humble person, and he was very generous and loyal. 
you both still live in Ypsilanti. What is it about the community that has kept you here? And, you know, when you think about your dad's legacy and all that he did for the community, has that been an impactful situation that's helped you want to stay in the community? Well, we have always loved uh, the down-to-earth feel of Ipsy. Uh, it's a very welcoming community that embraces all people. I think our parents felt this way and this transcended to us. When you drive down Hewitt, Beth, and, and you see Ostrike Stadium, what does it mean to you? And, and how much does it mean to really your whole family uh, to know that he's been honored in such a way? Well, it means a great deal to us. We always love driving down Hewitt Road. It gives us a sense of pride to see our dad's name on the stadium and to know it will always be there for others to see. People may not know him, but they'll know that he was special and that he contributed to EMU baseball in a significant way. Nancy, when you hear people say the name Ron Ostrike, what's one word that should come to mind uh, when they think of him and his legacy? I would say teacher. Um, he was a firm believer in the basic uh, fundamentals of the game or in life. Um, he was able to break down all aspects of the game using drills. Here with Nancy and Beth Ostrang talking about their late father, Ron, who this weekend was inducted into the Michigan Baseball Hall of Fame. Certainly uh, one of the best to do it ever at Eastern Michigan, leading the team to a NAIA National Championship before two appearances in the NCAA College World Series, including a runner-up finish in 1976. Beth, going back to the ceremony that took place uh, where you saw a beautiful plaque unveiled for your father in left field of Cooley Law School Stadium in Lansing as part of the Michigan Baseball Hall of Fame, what was it about the ceremony that you enjoyed and what was the most memorable part for you? Well, the Hall of Fame festivities were so exciting for us. Um, there was excitement in the air, and it was wonderful. The most memorable part, memorable part was sharing this great occasion with many friends and family that came to show their love and support for our dad and also for our family. Nancy and Beth's father, Ron, went into the hall with none other than Tiger's great Willie Horton this weekend. It was definitely a very special ceremony. To the two daughters of Ron Ostrike, we thank you very much for being here, and we appreciate you helping to carry on the legacy of your father. Thank you very thank much. You. Well, that'll do it for another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Thank you, as always, to all of our guests and, most importantly, you, the listeners. We couldn't do it without you. And we're so excited to be able to bring you all things Eastern straight from the source every week. As always, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever you download your podcast, including this year from our own website, emueagles.com slash podcasts. Make sure you stay with us every Monday. We'll be back next week bigger and better than ever. Until then, go green, go white, and go Eastern, and have a great week.